Spencer, if I drop below, if I lose forty pounds and drop below two hundreds, you better give me that shirt. I will. I'll tell you what. Put on. It's on record right now. If you drop below two hundred, I will personally hand you that shirt. Hey there, everyone. It's Pittsburgh Mates back for first time in weeks, months, years, whatever, uh, decades, you know, back, 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 back. We haven't, I don't know if we've done an episode since Three Rivers Stadium was, was standing, which I don't even know. If, well, oh, yeah, we were all alive. We would have been like four-ish. But anyway, uh, the we that I was referring to is me, Logan Carney, here with my co-host Dakota Lamb and Spencer Witt. Rocking a lot to talk about today. Uh, it's going to be a big Pirates-heavy episode because, well, they're the only team that's actually having a season right now. But the Steelers in training camp, um, Penguins in the offseason, so there are some, and the Olympics are going on. But, you know, I'll be the first to say I really don't care about the Olympics. Never, never, I could never get into it. Uh, besides watching the highlights of the that is a Mike hot Belson take off that, the chump we'll come I, back I, to I, that yeah i don't hate that take but i really don't like that take i'll tell you that much <laughs> we'll come all back right. to that later all right we well, will. sounds like our olympics discussion is going to be interesting so y'all better listen but we will start with the topic that usually gives us the most heated the pirates um and before we get into the trade deadline um we're going to talk about the draft which we haven't had much of a chance to do um so the pirates had probably, I mean, in my opinion, they had the best draft in the entire league. Um, they got, not only did they get a guy who is arguably the best, I mean, I mean, you could argue, you know, people arguing other guys besides Henry Davis is the best player, but um, you could certainly argue Henry Davis was the best player in the draft. Uh, but they got four top 32 prospects and a fifth top 100 draft prospect. He was taken in the 14th round, all signed. They only did not sign two guys. Uh, both of them um, were past the 10th round picks. And they spent as much as they possibly could spend to get all these guys. The MLB allows 5% above the bonus pool for what they're allowed to spend. The Pirates spent exactly 5% above the bonus pool after they signed Braylon Bishop, their 14th round pick. So guys, what do you guys think? What are your initial reactions? Uh, with the, I guess it's not initial. initial yeah, I mean, initial reaction is interesting because after the first round pick, I think a lot of people were ready to burn down PNC Park. Myself included for a few brief moments. I think Logan eventually talked me off the ledge, but. Oh, that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing in hindsight, the reaction to that first overall pick and where we are now and how well this turned out for the Pirates to the point where you now have people writing articles that like the, the turnaround and the, this team being competitive just accelerated by at least a year, maybe more. And it, it's kind of crazy. They spent every dollar. So you can't be mad at Bob Nutting. You can't be mad at who they got because even if one of these guys is a bust, they've got four prospects in the top 32. It, it's really impressive what Ben Charrington did. Yeah. I mean, I was watching the draft live on YouTube or whatever when the pirates first drafted Henry Davis and people were clowning the on the social media the comment section for the Pirates picking that pick and I kind of thought the same initially too and then I remembered to like you know 
what I've been taught my entire life and not agree with everybody immediately and actually kind of look into it a little more. And just as a whole, I think the Pirates did do very well on their draft. And it was surprising because they went from the first round pick being an awful, awful pick, arguably what some people were saying was the worst decision. But then to pick, yes, maybe they should have went with lighter. I think people could argue that. But other than that, I think Davis was still a very solid pick. First off, they have a ton of catchers now. Off topic, by the way. They just drafted like two or three and they traded two or three. But that's a different story. I, I think that they have built their farm system. And people are still going to make this the joke that they're a AAA team and they're a farm team for the other MLB teams. But it's still a step in the right direction. It's a step that I think Charrington needed to make to at least bring over the people that actually watch the Pirates for the Pirates and not jump on the Pirates when they're in first place after June. Yeah, yeah. It, hey, to, in the, to, yeah, so, yeah, go ahead. I want to ask you a question because you have been very adamant on not trusting the rankings of the farm systems and saying, Ben Sherrington, there's no way he could have took this very low-rated farm system and turned it into top 10 one in the year. So I just want to say, after this, so I want to ask you, after this draft – after this trade deadline, do you think it's possible that the Pirates have the best farm system in baseball? Real quick, I if, don't know because I don't know other farm systems. I don't know. Who, yes. Like, yeah, I don't I, know enough of that. So same here. Same here. But if it is the case that one draft can turn around an entire farm system, then no, I still do not think that is at all even remote possibility. I mean, to have a, a complete overall best farm system, I'm talking top to down level, like you're able to sustain yourself as an organization for years and years or a decade. And to be fair, a lot of them were drafts as well, or a lot of them were trades as well, getting prospects. Yeah, yeah, so that, helped. that is a good point. I mean, part of the reason the team it might have accelerated its its rebound and like into competitiveness to be a contender in the division is because of the trades and the return they got on those. The draft is definitely a huge help to that. But no, Logan, I do not think one draft can completely no, flip I, the farm I'm system. Saying I'm saying you have been very adamant that it couldn't happen in like a year or two years that it can go from one of the worst to the to the best. So what I'm saying is from the time Sherrington took over in twenty nineteen to today, do you think that the Pirates have a top three bar we'll say top three farm system arguably the best top I, five I, I, top I, I don't i don't arguably know i can't the rank them and i think it's it's a stupid ranking my i mean to rewind here my gripe with the farm system was not they came in my original complaint was charrington comes in and and uh uh oh god what's his name the frank Cunley, bob bob nutting also gave the interview where he was like our farm system was empty the cupboards are bare and as they were kicking Neil Huntington out the door on the way out. And my complaint was, how is that possible? How did you let it get to the point where like the farm system did not just turn into nothing overnight? Like, well, that's why they, they fired those guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why those guys were gone. That's why my complaint was, it's not true. Like the, at the time you had Brian Reynolds uh, and other top pirates, Guys that are now young guys were gone. Hayes being another one, yeah. They were a part of the farm, the farm system. Reynolds didn't come through the farm system. I mean, he was traded as a prospect. Like, they got yeah, him. Yeah, but he never played for Indianapolis. He started right away in Pittsburgh. Okay. He may have played 
played like 10 games. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't have called him a Pirates prospect. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't – like the rankings to me are meaningless because it doesn't – like the, we've been burned how many times as Pirates fans with, oh, the, the farm system is so good, the pitching prospects are so good, they get up here and they suck or they get traded and then they turn good. So it, it's a pointless exercise to try to compare them to other farm systems because even within the Pirates organization, their own rankings of prospects in double in A AA and triple A to then come into the major leagues seem very flawed in how they develop players. So I'm hoping that Charrington has turned that around and that there is now a good development pipeline. And when you have this many top 30 prospects coming in in one year, you better get at least one, two of them to turn out to be superstars. It, at this point, it, I don't think it's worthwhile to like rank the farm system compared well, to other ones. We've got bigger problems to worry about. It's, it's one of those. Are you pulling the uh, Colin Dunlap? Oh, uh, no. Pirates first overall pick has to be Barry Bonds equivalent <laughs> for it to be a success take right now. <laughs> yes. Put it on the record. That is my official position. Dakota Lamb and Colin Dunlap, two in the same. <laughs> oh, man. I hope that doesn't make us – that doesn't make me Chris Mack. Does that make I'll Spencer? Chris Mack. A Baldwin alum, I'll be Chris Mack. <laughs> uh, no, but real quick, I agree with Logan – or Dakota, I mean um, – you want yeah, don't be, agree with Logan. Yeah, of course not. Uh, I want to be optimistic, but as a Pirates fan for years, you just always assume you're pessimistic when it comes to anything related to the potential of a Pittsburgh Pirate player. Um, but again, I still think that this was the first step in the right direction, regardless of what your opinions are on the 2021 Pittsburgh Pirates I think that this was the step in the right direction. The question is, will it pan out? And that'll be for time to tell. Yep, time will tell. Moving on, we'll talk about their trade. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with the draft, actually. Um, one team that did botch the draft was the Mets, who did they? had Kumar Rocker, who fell to him at the 11th pick. Um, I think we all remember for about a year, we were talking about how he was the sure-fired Pirates pick. And then that wasn't the case. And then he fell all the way to number 11. Apparently had some um, shoulder, I believe it was shoulder issues that the, uh, came back from a physical that the Mets didn't like. Whereas Rocker and his agent, Scott Boris, both say that he is healthy. And so the Mets did not sign Kumar Rocker. What, I mean, have you ever seen this? I mean, obviously, like, we don't follow draft, MLB draft prospects as much as, the other leagues, especially compared to like the NFL. But have you ever seen a guy fall so much in about a one year span? No. And I think this explains a whole lot about what happened. I mean, you think the entire season last year, the entire 2020 season, Pirates Twitter is tank for Kumar. Like it is all about getting rocker. And then in one short off season, it turns into like, uh, he might not go high. He, he's probably not that big of a prospect. It's clear now that what happened is some stuff started getting out about this guy's medical history, right or wrong. You know, Scott Boris will obviously swear up and down that it's all wrong. It's all fake. But there were clearly legitimate medical concerns. And so I cannot say without knowing the full details of that, that the Mets botched the draft. Like they took a risk. Obviously, that stuff was out there. And obviously, their front office had to know a little bit about this. So they took a risk in drafting him. But worth the risk given what everyone thought the reward was. And then you review the medical records. It turns out that stuff is apparently true. There is, there are some concerns. So it doesn't really 
a black mark on the Mets to not sign a guy that they have legitimate medical concerns about, probably not worth it. It's funny because I was watching the College World Series, and when Vanderbilt went pretty deep into it, um, they talked about Rocker for a little bit, and they were saying, the one commentator was saying, this isn't the same Kumar Rocker that we saw against Duke where he had like 20 strikeouts or something insane like that. I don't remember the amount. but And it kind of didn't – he still had great numbers. Like it was, it was still good numbers, especially at Vanderbilt. But, like, it's kind of crazy how that guy re- recognized that. And I guess the the writing was on the wall in a sense, but he was still so good that, you know, MLB fans and stuff like that were still watching that. But something got out that the Mets took that chance at 11, but they still at the same time, which is why he dropped so far, but at the same time they still couldn't sign him. And they'll get that comp- compensatory draft pick back, I think, for the Mets. Right, Like right. They'll have one again next year. But it's it's crazy how far he has fallen. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't even know. Yeah, it's interesting. I, What's he going to do? I thought his options were like, I don't even know if he can go back to Vanderbilt now that I think about it. But he, yeah, he can, but he's not. He can. So I not. thought what I saw was he could play independent ball and then go back into the draft or something. He can go like overseas too. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's going to go. I don't know if he want to go overseas, but I mean, he could. Um, can, can either of you guys explain to me that? So, if you're in the top, if you're expected to go in like in the first round or something, you can get a preemptive MRI, but the the catch is it has to be shared with every team. What is the downside of? Obviously, I guess if you're hiding something, that would be the downside of doing it. But the the ESPN covers this morning was like, oh, nobody would ever do that because it shares your MRI with all of the teams. And I did not understand why that is some kind of competitive disadvantage. You mean for the player? Like why they want to share that? Right. I guess the only thing you can think of is it just nitpicks more than anything. Yeah, like your get, your your numbers so. speak for itself, but these people are like, well, you've got your it. It just looks slightly off that they're gonna immediately think what ruins. There goes thousands of dollars because what you feel fine and your play has shown it. These teams are gonna say we're not going to because this slight slight issue, and it's gonna drop you thousands of bucks, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Does uh. Does Rocker not signing change or should it change anyone's opinion of the Pirates pick? Obviously, Rocker wasn't the only one that could have gone ahead of Henry Davis, but does it make the reaction to that pick a little more absurd than it even is now in hindsight? Oh, 100%. And at the same time, Jack Leaders signed for a record-breaking amount. And that should also change the reaction of how the Pirates viewed that pick because not only did they get – arguably the best player in the draft they got him at a severe discount to the other guy that is might also be the best player in the draft yeah that you know, that is a really good point the they couldn't have Mar- done like the pirates couldn't have done what they did had they signed leader because exactly. they spent every dollar and that's what people don't they don't see the big picture because everybody's so focused on that number one pick which is which is the, fair i don't be into another thing and because it goes with something that people have been talking about with Rocker. So a lot of people are saying that since Rocker did not get did not sign with the Mets, they say he should be allowed to go out and sign with any team in the league. 
Well, at that point, why not? Why even have a draft if you're just going to allow them to sign after after two weeks? Allow them to sign wherever the hell they want. But my issue is still, how can the league? How can the league that does not have a salary cap at the major league level justify putting a salary cap on the draft? Putting what is basically a salary cap on the draft? How 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 is that? How is that allowed? How how is it how is it how is I mean we should be very thankful that they have this right yeah as a small market team like the Pirates I mean these guys just wouldn't sign this isn't this This is the only fair thing about baseball in terms of the Pirates used this the whole reason that this salary cap is there is because the Pirates gave Josh Bell eight million dollars for the second round pick and the Red Sox and Yankees who wanted to take him as a first round pick but Bell told them he was going to go to Texas got pissed and said, hey, we can't allow teams to be spending this much on the draft. It's getting ridiculous. Now, so isn't that ridiculous, it? though? I mean, like, why, why are these ridiculous. big – why are the big That's market teams – no, but what's ridiculous is that the big market teams wouldn't pay $8 million for Josh Bell. Like, why are the Pirates the ones that caused the – there's no way that would have lasted if this rule wasn't put because in this place. Is how the small natural... market teams, because this is how small market teams would compete is paying more at guys that are bigger risk at the smaller level and then developing. But them. isn't the natural progression that the, the Red Sox and the Yankees of the world just start paying a little bit more than the Pirates? Like, because sure, they're paying a lot more at the major league level. And so they can afford it. Yeah, I don't think they're strapped they higher, for cash. They already they, have a higher payroll. Who knows if they can afford it? Uh, I don't know. I do not believe that the Pirates would like and the other small market teams would begin dominating the talent in the draft by big signing bonuses. I think the Red Sox and the Yankees you don't would think, just – Yeah. You don't think – if they thought – so let's say the Pirates – now the Pirates say they had Henry Davis at number one, and I can believe that. But let's say they had Leader at number one, all right? But, and they passed on him because they wanted to sign these other guys too. Are you telling me they wouldn't have taken Leader if there wasn't a cap on it? And they could still get according. All if you take the Pirates' word for it, no, Henry Davis was their number one. Like I just said, I said at the very beginning, Dakota, this is if the Pirates had leader at number one. <laughs> that was the first thing I said, and then I acknowledged that the Pirates Logan said Davis was number one. Okay, so if so, the hypothetical is the Pirates had leader at number one, but the concern then is money. So yeah, so Logan's saying know. if the concern isn't money anymore, right? It's I don't know. It's an interesting hypothetical. Like, did the if the Pirates thought that and then money became an issue, are you then punishing these teams just because of how high they are on the draft board? A little bit, you are. I think until this, we haven't seen that yet, though. No one's complained about it. I think as of now, as a Pirates fan in a small market, I am happy with the current system. I do not believe that I do not believe the complaints of these big teams that teams like the Pirates would just start dominating the talent in the draft but with big Dakota, signing they bonuses. Did. They did for years before. I do not in. think that would have lasted. Not for a second do I think that would have lasted. But they did. They were. That's how they got their guys. Okay, so that's how small let, let, the teams paid their guys. So now where we are now and how successful the Pirates were in the draft, are you seriously upset about the current? Like, the Pirates seem to have won in both ways, so the the format doesn't seem to be impacting it too much. the Rocker thing. The Mets would be more inclined to sign a guy like Kumar Rocker, who may have injury issues, who may have a risk for that, if they had no limit on their spending. They would not offer him below slot 
if they didn't have to worry about signing other guys. I agree with that. So it hurts the players too. And then at the same – another thing that's ridiculous, why do the Mets get an 11th round, the 11th overall pick next year for passing on Rocker? I mean, I think that's stupid. Now, granted, the Pirates, did, the Pirates were able to get Austin Meadows because they didn't sign a guy the year prior as well. Yeah, they didn't but get Mark so If you don't sign your first-round pick, you should not be awarded a first-round – the equivalent pick in next year's draft. You is should. that is that just a straight up role, like regardless of yeah. the circumstance? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, that that is interesting. That regardless of the because what circumstance is there other than like there's very few circumstances where you take someone in the first round and you don't sign with them. You're obviously in conversations with them before the draft. So unless it's something medical that they don't discuss before the draft, well, it's for um if a high school player decides to go to college. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's another good example. That but situation still, that or a medical situation. I don't think just... the franchise should be punished, especially the Mets or the Pirates, where a first round draft pick literally has the potential to change your entire franchise's path. Yeah, but they'd yeah. be more likely to sign Kumar. If Why should they get stuck with a guy with injury problems that they didn't know about before the draft? Injury problems. I'm just hypothetically speaking, if that is the true reason because he they wasn't signed, him, Dakota, because they drafted him. But you don't know. You're not allowed to discuss that before the draft. Then they shouldn't have taken him 11th. <laughs> You're in a chicken and an egg problem, Logan. If they it's don't know the information, everybody knew for a long time that he had arm issues. That's why he fell from the first overall pick to out of the top ten. This wasn't like this okay, was fair. It's still this a first round he pick. Had velocity issues. Like this wasn't something that should have snuck up on the Mets. It's pretty pathetic if the if, the, <laughs> if it snuck up on the Mets. This so, was a well done. So no one should have drafted. Yeah, I mean, what is the argument you're making? He should have gone undrafted. No, I, you're telling me regardless of his injury issues with his potential, you still don't think a team in the back end of the first round would have taken him? But again, it's him. all about taking him. My no. question is – My argument is if you take him at 11th, all right, it's either you sign him or you don't. And if you don't sign him, you shouldn't get next year's 11th See, round. I don't pick. agree with that, I especially don't, don't for a high school versus – Hold on. There are two situations. One is medical and the other one is high school versus college. The Mark Appel situation where the Pirates drafted this player who was clearly the number one player at the time, or number two or whatever he was, I don't remember. And the Pirates were saying, listen, we'll give you all this money. Like, we're going to pay you as much as we can in the situation. And he says, no, I'd rather go to school because I've always wanted – I really want to go to school. And he wants to build his repertoire higher and arguably not want to sign with the Pirates. So how is that the Pirates' fault in that sense? They did whatever they needed to do. Because when they drafted him. him, they knew there was a risk he wasn't going to sign with them. And they still decided so to draft him. So in that him. case, no one would draft Mark Appel and no one would – No one would draft high schoolers ever. No one would ever draft again. high schoolers at all. Yeah. Without People that role. draft high schoolers. If you – all of the high schoolers – Only, the big, only the big market teams would. You would never see a no, high schooler draft in the first round unless he says – Especially yeah, – yeah. Especially to guys, a small or medium guys, market guys, team. Guys, this is also a newer role. They never had this issue. I don't think it's an issue. I Why think do you it's think an improvement. They passed up on Josh Bell back then when Josh Bell was a top 10 prospect because they still would have gotten that top 10 pick next year if that was a rule. It wasn't then. 
And again, this I still think I think it's a good okay. With the bonus slot, okay. I think it's a good thing. BS rules. I like no, no, I disagree. Back then, I want them both back then, to stay. These these situations of no, a high school player would never sign is already proven to be false because they used to sign all the time and they still do. It's only a rare instance. It's only like one. But if you went, if you went back, compensatory and, draft picks every round. Like there's not like five of them. There's just right, one every once in a while. Right, right. <clears throat> Especially in baseball, like the first pick could be so important to a franchise that if one of those circumstances that we discussed happens, I, the it's then the they only. It up, and they're a pathetic franchise. No. They it up, and they don't deserve. I, to I get think both of those are completely out of the franchise's control. It's not. No, they knew that information. They talk with these guys months in advance. They right. know how much they're willing to sign for. They know all this. This isn't like it snuck up and then they draft I don't him know. and then he's like, they, oh, no, I, like I disagree. I the injury stuff they did know all this. To an extent, to some level, the Mets did not know everything about the medical history. Well, then the Mets are a pathetic franchise, and they did are. Did you we know, know the that. medical history? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you say something? We, know, we need to move on. Are you kidding me? His velocity was dropping for months. It was well documented. He, was, he, sat, he missed games at Vanderbilt because of an industry, injury. This was well documented stuff. He fell. He was the. Oh, he was the. I, does listen, that? I, I agree with all of that. But does does any of those things? Do any of those statistics or observations reveal inside of his arm what an MRI would reveal? No. Yes. No. <laughs> Why else would his velocity be dropping? If if you don't think the first ten teams didn't know that something was wrong with his arm. I can I mean, think of a few on. reasons why us velocity would be dropping. You see Tyler Glass now move from the Pirates to the to Tampa Bay and start throwing ten miles per hour faster. And he's hurt. That's not because of something in his arm. And he's That's hurt. Because- and he's hurt. <laughs> his velocity. His velocity. Dakota. He's on the injury list because his vo- shit. You not. The Rays were worried because his velocity was dropping and got put on the injured list. <laughs> so your example. Wait, how is that relevant? The rocker point. <laughs> No, no, it did not. If velocity starts significantly dropping in a 20-year-old pitcher. What I'm saying is before that, when he got to Tampa Bay and started throwing harder, the Rays didn't surgically implant something in his arm. He was – I'm saying there are other ways your velocity can increase or decrease. If you're 20 years old and you're built like him and your velocity starts dipping three, four, five miles an hour on average over the course of a month – there's clearly something wrong with the arm. There's <laughs> clearly. Yeah. All right. And then I if have... you miss starts because you're Dr. Hurt, Carney over here and UPMC arm specialist. Hey, what's, who, uh, who's the <laughs> next teams knew that he had something wrong. At least 10 teams knew that he had something wrong with his arm. I'm not going to excuse the Mets because they <laughs> did, if they didn't do it. Either they All have right, a really got shitty it. scouting department. We got it. <laughs> Or they knew, and they still decided to take him. Moving on, Logan, biggest Mets fan you'll ever see. Biggest Mets fan. I was actually getting like harassed by this Mets fan on Twitter. <laughs> Logan, you get harassed by a different fan every week. <laughs> like this is not n- news. Guys. Well, this guy. So all I did. So it was after the Pirates. They swept. No, no, no they didn't. They won. They the took six, they won five the of seven. The, yeah. yeah, from the Mets. Yeah. So I started tweeting out like you know, jokes about the Mets and this Mets fan who has like two followers or whatever, I guess he was searching up the Mets, found my account. And for like three days straight, 
just kept sending like, 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 like Twitter replies. Every single one of my tweets was like, you're a loser. It's like, I bet you like never had a girl. He's like, like, and I have a dog in my pictures. He's like, oh, you only, you can only ever bang your dog. Like still like real weird stuff like that. And I just responded the entire time. No matter what the tweet was, I just said, LOL, the Mets lost to the Pirates. <laughs> he just kept responding and responding and responding. And this was went on for three days, and then I got bored, and then I muted him. I didn't block that him. Was a... He might still be tweeting at me. I have no idea. Spencer, quick that. reaction on a scale of 1 to 10. How good was that story? Uh, well, probably about a 7. Wow. Screw me. Wow. I say this every week, and I'll say it again. I can't wait. <laughs> Till people are mad about you on the radio, and I have to go. Yeah, I knew him. <laughs> I'm friends with him, and then they'll be like, "Really?" And I have to say that like twice. <laughs> you don't think I'll be like Mark Madden, where it's like, "Well, he's nice in person." You know? You're going is to be he? exactly like him. Everybody who has never met him on the radio is going to be like, "He's awful," and then I have to go into a "No, he's not that bad." <laughs> every week. <laughs> It's 20, 2045. Logan walks into the RMU Island Sports Center in pajamas, <laughs> grab, grabs a microphone. This is the greatest place to watch a hockey game in the United States of America. Some, some young girl who has never called hockey in her life has no idea who Logan Cardi is, but everybody in the, the box or in the uh, truck is like, you got to interview this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Now that we're talking about that, that actually brings me to a, a topic I was going to throw in at the end, but we'll bring it up real quick. The Pittsburgh City Papers doing their best in Pittsburgh voting right now. Oh, God. Nominated for best jag off. Um, Mark Madden did get the nomination for that. Of course. Obviously, but, yeah. But nomination for best yinzer. It's nine people. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, so it's eight pe- or seven people I don't know. Wait. Okay, I know him. Six people I don't – wait. No, I know him too. Oh, God, You're this five. is great right content. <laughs> okay, so five going people – Okay, yeah, so five people I've going never twice. heard of. Four, going once, going twice. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Sold. Okay, it's five. Double check. Okay, so it's five people I've never heard of. And then the other five – the five that I have heard of, Corey Graves, the wrestler, former wrestler. Okay, yeah. Jim Cren on DVE. Of course. Pittsburgh dad, who has been nominated in like every single category. Oh, God. Next subject. I can't believe he's still, people still like him. But Rick Seaback, who I hope gets it, coming in with these guys for best Yinzer, the most random, somebody who, and I quote, let me, let me pull up this tweet. Alan oh my Saunders. God, Dayon is on this list. Are yes. you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Wait, what? Dayon Kovacevic? Yes, yes. why isn't – is he also in the best Jagoff one? He's not in the best Jagoff. Are you Pittsburgh kidding Dad's me? also in the best Jagoff. He All somehow right. got into both. That's, that's good. But, but DK, yeah, DK, coming in for best Yinzer. No. God, no. Well, I'm not getting into that, but that – What do you call me Yinzer? That like, is like, unbelievable. That is truly unbelievable. Yeah, Alan even... Saunders tweeted, "If the best Yinzer is among the worst human beings I've ever encountered in this city, <laughs> need to reevaluate some shit." <laughs> I love the the spite from like oh everybody in God. Pittsburgh sports 
media. Saunders usually isn't like very no. open about that shit though. Besides, like he was the one that made that the Browns jersey with all the fired uh, writers, so all the writers that quit. Instead That's of like true. the quarterbacks, it was all the writers that quit. But yeah, no, it was um, the biggest the biggest surprise, and for the city paper. That like, is the city yeah, paper. That's unbelievable. Who would have thought? Why aren't we under best podcast? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not under best blog. And we how talk are we about not them in best so Yinzers? That's free publicity. There's there are three Yinzers here that would be a better that are better Yinzers than DK. All right. This is oh, this <laughs> list is just horrible. You know who's the biggest omission from Best Jagoff? Yeah. John well, Steigerwald. Well, DK. And then number two is John Steigerwald. Oh, boy. Is Colin Dunlap on there? No. No, Paul Zeiss did get in best Paul job. Zeiss. <laughs> He'd be my vote. They wouldn't put Dunlap in best jag off as much as he probably deserves it. Here's the most alarming one. Nominated for best hair, Jeff Rizella. True comeback, a true comeback story, Jeff. All right, we true. We, we will could get spend this, a whole episode going through this. We will get uh, into this more later. Yeah, we need a bonus ends. episode yes, we're for jump this. Back, but we'll, we'll um, move forward. Moving on to good the way to tie it. pirates. So, oh, that's right. We're still on the pirates. Yeah, real quick, let me just run through good, all man. these trades. I think we definitely want to dive into the Frazier one a little bit, but I don't know. We need to spend a lot of time on the rest of this. Uh, a lot of moves for Ben Charrington. Yeah, let's just go through the go through the easy ones quickly. Yeah, Not yeah. trading Tyler Anderson. So, well, they they did. They sent him to oh, the Mariners, yes. but, but okay, that's a that's a good place to start. Tyler Anderson believed to go to the Phillies for catcher Abraham Gutierrez does not go to the Phillies. Falls through on medical review, uh, so he instead goes to Seattle for minor league catcher Carter Bins, right-hander Joaquin Tejeda. The Phillies still deal. Abraham Gutierrez to the Pirates for reliever Braden Ogle. Ogle? What the heck? Who is this guy? I don't know. I think he's. I think he was like a AAA guy, but I think yeah. they just called him up or something. Uh, I don't even know. Other moves. Richard Rodriguez goes to the Braves for right-handed pitchers Bryce Wilson and Ricky DeVito. Austin Davis goes to the Red Sox for infielder Michael Chavez. Uh and then the big one, well, before we get to the big one, Clay Holmes goes to the Yankees for Diego Castillo and Hoi Jun Park. Incredible trade. Incredible trade. Such a, tra- such I, a I good trade. I hate using the term fleeced, but it doesn't even matter what if these What were the Yankees doing? What fleeced. were they doing? They were fleeced so hard. Such a bad move. Did, did the Yankees never watch Clay Holmes pitch? I, don't, I, I mean, to be fair, they're in the AL, but I was like, how can someone watch Clay Holmes for an inning and not realize like this is not we're not going to trade for him? See, you guys are. I mean, I thought that was a great trade. Don't get me wrong, but you guys are focusing on that one. The one I'm focusing on was that they got Michael Chavez, a guy who was a top 100 prospect, a, first, a second round draft pick, who hit, who was on pace for 30 home runs his rookie season, and is only 25 years old and has three years of team control. And at one point was supposed to be one of the core members of the next Red Sox. And they got him for a relief pitcher that has a five ERA this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Is anyone worried that Austin Davis or Clay Holmes are 
are remnants of the Huntington era where like they're actually really good and they've just been really poorly developed by the Pirates. I, I, w- I, I will say this. I wish Clay Holmes the best. Austin Davis, I never really watched. I don't really care. But I wish Clay Holmes the best of luck because I just kind of – he's been he, – I don't know how he survived this long on the Pirates. Granted, yeah, it's the Pirates, yeah. but still. He's also, he had a lot of injury. He was once he a did. very highly regarded prospect, but then had a lot of injury problems in the minors. So, I mean, it, it's nothing against him. Also, yeah, real but, quick, the the Pirates really wanted Gutierrez. They were really wanted, very him. interested in that guy. Yeah, but we'll that, see how that how, how he goes. That is. I want to really circle back to the to the rocker thing because something was tweeted out actually right before we started the show. Uh, um, so if you guys, I assume you guys know the Mets' new owner, Steve Cohen. He's very active on Twitter. All right. I don't even go on, but yeah, go ahead. So a lot of people after the Rocker thing are accusing the Mets of being cheap for not signing Rocker. And Steve said, and I quote, education time. So this is going to go well. Baseball <laughs> draft picks are up are worth up to five times their slot value to clubs. I never shy away from investments that can make me that type of return. So I guess the question is, should he even be caught? I mean, it's not like it's a he's saying like Rocker was arm was destroyed or anything like that. Like it's not like a ridiculous statement. But should an owner be tweeting about something this negative towards his team? Or shouldn't he just stay quiet? I am very glad that I never hear Bob Nutting on Twitter. And I'm glad that Bob Nutting does not really <laughs> if he has one, he doesn't use yeah. it. There's no way that God. they don't have a burner for Bob Nutting. With, I mean, they do, but there's you think a Bob point Nutting where... has any idea how to operate Twitter. <laughs> you know how many no people way. Talk, you think? I mean, he is, he doesn't he seem like a man more. that cares about what people think of him, so he no probably way. doesn't have a Twitter. No That's actually way. true. You know what? Now that I think about it, yeah. He definitely does not. Well, he he has like three kids that were in high school, in college, so it's not like they don't. They probably have a Twitter. Or yeah. he's been on Twitter. Maybe it's like the uh, a Trump thing where Bob Nutting's assistants print out nice things that people tweet about Bob Nutting and hand it to him on paper. I don't know. Bob there's probably Nutting, not very many positive tweets, though, addressed to Bob Nutting. If there's one thing you can say about Bob Nutting is that you got to respect the fact that he does not give a rat's ass what anyone thinks of him. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I had that mentality. I try. We strive for that every day, to be honest. <laughs> All right, but the the Frazier trade, we'll talk about that because that's the big one, I think, obviously, out of all of them. Real quick before we jump into that, just as proof of why Bob Nutting should never search his name on Twitter, I just did. Four of the top five results are all saying, I, I hope Bob Nutting dies. <laughs> stay uh, stay stuck off Twitter, brutal. Bob I'm Nutting. I'm guessing Absolutely they got stuck brutal. in some long lines yesterday. <laughs> I don't know how people go on social media and just and wish people give, to give die. angry stuff. Like, why are you angry on social media? But that's a different story. My I number one it. tweet about Bob Nutting is Joe Smeltzer saying Bob Nutting is it's my neighbor. Actually, we <laughs> talk every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Uh, about the Fraser oh, Frazier, Frazier. Yeah, go ahead, yep. Spencer. Well, you have the official trade. Everybody knew it was coming when it came to 
Adam Frazier. Um, I actually don't remember the names off the top of my head. Here we go. Wait, nope, that's not it. Yeah, here it is. So uh, Adam Frazier and 1.4 million. So the Pirates actually paid out for Tukopita, Marcano, Jack Sawinski, and Mitchell Milano. Miliano, excuse me. Um, I know Tupika was highly touted in or higher touted in the Padres organization. I don't think he was top five. I don't think they gave up anyone in the top five in the Rocky or Padres organization. He was him. number five. Okay. I knew I knew he was close, but I didn't know. He was, there was like yeah, a was couple that five. he was not a top couple 100. Of were like we're not trading. He was not top one hundred in the league, but he was top five. He was number five for them. Um and then I think Sawinski is kind of hit or miss. And then uh, Miliano is, I think, very young, I believe, or in like low A or whatever. So it was, a, it was an interesting package. Uh, first off, he left the game in the middle of like the eighth inning, and it was a random double switch, and then people realized why he left. Um, he knew he was going to be traded, thought he was going to go to an AL team, but hey, at least he's in the NL still, can potentially win the batting title. So do the Pirates get credit for that partially, or does that just go all to the to the uh, Padres? Well, it'll go all to Adam Fraser. I don't really yeah, know. Well, obviously, but the Pirates <laughs> say that they had a batting champ or no? Probably not. I think they should. I wouldn't. I mean, if I was the Pirates, I wouldn't say I did. I want to – like, they had a Freddie Sanchez batting champ bobblehead. I want a uh, Adam Frazier half-season batting – where it's like it's his jersey split in half. Yes. Like it's just – no, it's, 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 it's literally half of the bobblehead. Like, it's, like, <laughs> like it's half him. It's just cut right down well, the just, middle. Head just goes – You'll get a nice – head, head goes to the left. You see, like, the half of a spring. <laughs> if he wins it, and I really, really hope that he does, he'll get a great reception when, next time he's at PNC Park, obviously. If he but. wins it. We are going to have the craziest. Um, <laughs> we got to get David Freeze on the podcast. Predictions. Oh my god! If Adam I don't Frazier think anyone talk, no one talks about that title. except us. I, I know I, we got to get David Freeze on here. I never see people talk about David Freeze saying that except for us. But I've seen it, yeah. and I don't know how <laughs> we, we all saw it with our own eyes. We he need to jump it. on that. I could probably reach out. I mean, he's he's free. He's, 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 he's DMs are he? open. Yeah. Can he retire? Is, is this DM over? Should I DM him right now? Let's see. Where's, where's, I know I tweeted at him. We'll, wait. we'll give it time because we don't want to jinx it. Give it time. Are you kidding me? Even if he doesn't win, it would be cool to have David Freeze on our show. Oh, duh. But... All right. Anything anyway, else from the Pirates? His DMs are not open. Reactions to that trade real quick, though. Anything? I don't even follow him, apparently. Um, I mean, a, a piece of me, especially now that we know how well the draft went in signing these guys, a piece of me thinks, should they have kept him around? And no, you know, this guy's value is never going to be higher. What you get in return is a lot more years of team control with these guys that they get. So offloading him plus money seems a little weird. But the Pirates obviously view the return pretty highly to to also send like the superstar that is Frazier plus money in in return and for to them. do it so early too. Correct. I mean, and so that is my criticism. The last minute. What do you think, Logan? Was that a tactical mistake by Charrington to do uh, it, it so I, early? I, I, you know, I've been giving him the benefit. Of, I've 
I feel like with what he's done with the farm system, it's fair to give him the benefit of the doubt, like a lot of people are doing, and like myself are, is about to do, that the Mark, Mark Marsano is clearly a guy that they view very, very highly. Clearly a guy that they view that can sneak into the top 100 um, prospects at some point. You know, so in that case, you know, making the trade out of the gate, you know, it's understandable. If if they're if they end up being right on him, then they made a good trade. They did the right thing and they jumped on it when they had the offer that they felt was really really good. They end up being wrong, then yeah, we'll say that they should have. You know, it's 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 all going to come down to hindsight with what happens with the actual guys that they got back. It's all going to come down to hindsight. Um, but moving past Frazier, I mean, talk about the what about the trade deadline as a whole? I mean, how exciting yeah. was that with, with all the guys moving? The Cubs and Nationals completely destroyed. The Dodgers and Yankees, you know, the rich just get richer. And talk about a trade deadline. Superstars abound moving teams. I mean, I can't remember the last time I've seen that many guys. I mean, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer, um, Joey Gallo, yeah. Anthony Rizzo, yeah. Baez, Bryant. Frazier, the trade deadline. All these big names moving around the league. Yeah, the trade deadline gets the like a consistent amount of coverage and hype from the media every year. But a lot of the times, it's like really stupid guys that usually generate like the two, coverage. There's usually like one or two big names, and then right. everyone else. But this year, there were this a lot year more was than one or two big insane. names. Yeah, it, it really was insane, and I think it's good for the game that there's this much shuffling around of people. Um, it, I mean, to me, the most interesting thing is the Cubs essentially throwing up their hands and, you know, we could have a longer discussion. Well, we about, all know they were your world series pick. I did not say that. You were, you uh, were very shocked. Uh, you, you bring were that one very up. shocked about how bad that they've been doing. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think we could spend a long time talking about what that core should have done and was one world series enough of a return for everything that that franchise invested in those guys. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Everything the franchise, what the hell did the franchise invest in? Not a single one of them got an extension. <laughs> I'm saying originally, <laughs> that, that original thing. core, like should they There's have done more? Core, the core should have done more, but it's not on the players because the franchise didn't do shit with them. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they never put it – after they won the World Series, they didn't invest around them. You know, the biggest signing they made after that was Hugh Darvish, and they traded him away, you know, yeah. before, before this season. They, they didn't give a single one of them an extension. You know, they had two MVPs in that core, in Baez and Bryant. Wait, Baez did win in one, right? I believe he did. Or he came close. He must he either came close or he did win one. But they I had hope two not. basically MVP candidates in those guys that they traded. They had Anthony Rizzo, who was the face of the franchise. And not a single one of them got a long-term extension. And we want to talk about cheap owners. The Ricketts family is one of the richest families in the entire country. They own the Chicago Cubs, one of the most valuable brands in the MLB, in one of the largest markets in the country. And they did not retain a single one yeah. of the guys that brought the team their first World Series in 108 years. Yeah, that team's arguably You talk about mass. screwing over a fan base yeah. because you're cheap? But guess oh what? Oh, my God. They Bob Nutty doesn't even hold a candle to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they won a championship, though, and people are going to remember that. 
people will, but I don't think there's a single person that also doesn't say this. They should have done more. I don't think there's a, and it's and it sucks, you know. But they were the youngest team to ever win a World Series. It's going to happen. And not only were the youngest team that the year they won, their whole infield was the starting infield for the National League, <laughs> and they were all under twenty five or twenty six years old. I hated that All Star. I remember that, where they had like seven players on that All Star. That's a yeah. different story, though. I, I, yeah, I. So we spent enough time talking about the Cubs. I hate them. You know, <laughs> glad couldn't happen to I, a better I do, franchise. I do, like part of me feels bad for the Cubs fans, but I don't. no, I no, really don't. no, no part of me has any shred of sympathy for those people. I'm just like, None. man, they they really bungled that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? That's okay. The fewer times they have to sing that stupid song, the better. <laughs> they did. I do like the returns they got in some of the trades. The fact that they got yeah, we don't talk about that. We're not going to talk about it now. <laughs> well, We're the fact gonna... that they got Nick Magical for Craig. Craig Kimball was pretty incredible. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want them to be competing against the pirates when in three years and four years, and we're going to be going down the same road of winning 98 games and losing to the ghost of, um, what's don't, his name? Please. Sure. Why'd you have to say that out loud? I had Spencer? To. I had to. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Come on. They're the lovable losers. No, you're right. That's going to be another 108 years before they win again. Anyway. All right. I think we're done with baseball. Any any final thoughts on the Pirates or MLB as a whole? Exciting no. to see the second half. I will say that. I went to the fir- my first game in like three years last night. Yeah. And I had an absolute blast. Was yeah. that, wait, real it's quick, great was, to be back. Was that the first game you went to since we went as all three of us? I don't we know went in 2019. Went. Oh, wow. That's right. No, I went to a game after that. Okay. Because the last game I would have went to was in 2019. was the Century Editors game. was the game where the Pirates – the last game I went to was the game where the Pirates broke the record for most – Double plays. Double plays. I was at that game, game oh, as well. Wow. Yep. That was, that, was, that was the last Pirates game I went to before last night. So it was great to be back at a ballpark. And even though people are going to complain about the – because I don't know if I went to 2020 – oh, yeah, that's right, because 2020 got delayed. They didn't have their opening day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be one of those people that complains about the long lines, even though they were ridiculous. But it was great to be back. <laughs> Moving on. I'm not going to be someone that complains about the lines. Immediately complains about the lines. Oh, complains to the Pirates about the lines, I'll rephrase. I'm not going to act like... All right, that, that's enough. No need to continue. <laughs> Moving, Moving on, on to the Steelers. Uh, just some minor stuff. Training camp going on, obviously. Which, should we talk at all about how insane it is the Steelers were not able to, quote-unquote, safely have training camp at St. Vincent College? How insane it is. You, I don't think they wanted to. It's that's, insane it that they still do it there. That's that is also a fair take. That yeah. is fair, but I think it was just more tradition. Like it's not a bad. Like is it really that it, big of an issue? Yeah, it's, it's not tradition fair? that if if they want them to freaking come back, they should put them in somewhere nicer than a college than a D two college dorm. <laughs> but that's <laughs> what makes it it's tradition. Part, yeah, like, other NFL teams. Them. You okay, other NFL them. teams are staying in five star hotels. 
Like, come Real on. Quick, did you if realize the, if the Steelers did that? If the Steelers did that and, and did stay in five star hotels, you would know they would get ripped for it in Pittsburgh. Never... I'm not saying they have to stay at a five star hotel, but if they're going to do training camp every year, they should have a place where they can go and it's actually comfortable and not a freaking college dorm room. <laughs> Aldwin High School. That's where they're going next year. <laughs> oh, boy. No. If you want to be at a better school, you better. Well, you know what? I can't say that to my own honor. I can't. And everyone's like, everyone was mad at the Steelers for him. Like, dude, like, like, what the hell have they done for the Steelers? They need the Steelers more than the Steelers need them. <laughs> Steelers can go anywhere. And I'm, I, I agree with it. If I own the Steelers, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them back there. I would find every possible excuse to get out of there. What were you going to say, Spencer? Um, the Cowboys, they train in California. I don't know why. I found that very weird. They train in Oxnard, California when they're the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they're America's team. Okay, well, I don't need to hear Jesus. that. Please don't. <laughs> We're going to stop talking. Before we move on, it's the, the news that happened since our last podcast, Vince Williams retires and got a lot of stuff on the, the NFL's COVID policies for the upcoming season. Any thoughts on Vince Williams? I mean, I was excited when they brought him back because – I thought, you know, they lost a lot on that defense and they got back Vince Williams and Alou Alou and these guys that they weren't expecting to bring back on cheaper deals. And then he retired, and I think that hurts. Um, but they did just sign – well, not just sign. They signed him around the time Vince – it was actually, I think, the day before Vince Williams retired, right? They signed um, the, the outside linebacker. Why is, why is the name escaping me? Why is the name exceeding me? But anyway, it's not going to replace Vince because they're not going to move him inside. But to get another playmaker on that defense um, will definitely help because I, I just feel like that defense lost a lot. As far as the COVID thing, good. They should. They should yep. be strict 100%. I'm not saying – look. Yeah, I kind of agree people, too. I'm not – even though I got vaccinated, I believe in the vaccine, I'm not one of those people that say it should be legally enforced. But at the same time, if somebody chooses to not get it and then they catch it and they cause a spread, there should be consequences for those actions. I, like your choices have consequences. Yeah, my, my what question, you see from the NFL is they just want a, a normal season, right? So they're doing everything in their power to have a normal season this year and they're not going to modify stuff like they did last year. Go ahead, Spencer. My question is, are they allowing postponements to like Monday or anything like that? Or is it just, yes, if you can't play so Sunday, what they said was done. No. So what they said was they won't be adding an extra week. Okay, good. All right. That's, so, that's what I was, like, they didn't I think need to do last year. So they probably, so they shouldn't need to do this year. Yeah. But no, I 100% support that. They should take a Yeah, I don't stance. even see that being – I personally don't see it being an issue. If it's, if, it's, if it's an outbreak among an unvaccinated group of individuals in a team, that's what they said. Yeah. So, like, if it's an outbreak among a vaccinated team, then who knows what they do. But if, it, but if an unvaccinated outbreak happens at a team and they can't play and they feel like they have to postpone the game, yeah, then I mean, they're going to make them forfeit. Even then, I mean, we're seeing people still in the MLB going into um, – we're still seeing people go on COVID protocol uh, situations, but it's not really – it's not necessarily a whole team. We're not getting like we saw last year where 
10 people, 15 people are getting cases. Didn't the game just get canceled? Didn't the game just get canceled because of a COVID outbreak in Washington? Washington? I just thought it was one game. Was one game got canceled because of COVID outbreak among a team? Well, I'm so I'm saying though, at the at the most, it's one day, and they're they're right back at it. I know the Yankees had that as well, and that was you know they're only getting like one or two days of that. Yeah, it was the Nationals. It was the Nationals. Nationals against Phillies. But yeah, I don't I don't see that being an issue. But again, I am glad that they're doing that. All right, moving on from the NFL. Uh, just some smaller rapid fire topics here to close it out. Mark Andre Fleury, the poor guy, the poor, poor guy, Vegas trades him to Chicago. Nobody checks in. Nobody lets him know he's been traded. He finds out on Twitter. He then has to make a decision. He's older. Am I going to retire? Am I going to go to Chicago? He announces today he will go and play for the Blackhawks next season. But what I really want to talk about here, you know, it's it's bad that the guy got screwed by the t- another team, but how insane was the reaction by Penguins fans that there was even a consideration that somehow this would end up with him in Pittsburgh? I mean, it's a pipe dream. How do you even draw the lines, though? Like, <laughs> it's crazy how many people thought there, this legitimately was the catalyst for Flurry coming back to Pittsburgh. I uh, yeah. First off, real quick, can we? Can we finally, as a half Coyotes fan, can we finally hate the Vegas Golden Knights? I hate that team with a passion. Really? really? I don't even know. Yes. I, Flurry was the only reason I didn't hate them. And now that they screwed him over personally, I hate them. They're awful managed. They're awful to their players. They trade guys left and right like it's nothing. And they, well, and then arguably, yes, you should be able to. But this, this situation with Marc-Andre Flurry is not the first time that stuff has happened like this to and again you can't really call them franchise players but like vegas will do one thing and then or say one thing and do the next and it's awful i hate that team i have mixed opinions on that like they've done an incredible job of being i can't even i was gonna say they've done a great job of being competitive but they were handed a golden platter because of the nhl's ridiculous rules you're right i take it back i mean we're gonna start talking Um, bad about you know ownership teams in the nhl <laughs> no no <laughs> do not get please no. do not start no stop we all know the three letters that you that want to treat say franchise players that treat franchise players wrong like you know giving up draft picks to get rid of a franchise player is that so a that picture you... of ron burkle behind you logan hanging up on your wall <laughs> ron burkle no it's the it's the it's the panther it's the the statue. Oh my God! My- Swinging a miss, Panthers. right over his head. Swinging a miss, strike two. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we don't oh, need to talk about yeah. that. While we're on for Flurry, I feel yeah, bad for him though. I feel bad too. You should never, ever, ever. If you are the player in a trade, I don't care if you're the minor league player to be named later, or if you're the star piece of a trade, you should never have to hear it through social media. Never. You should be the first person to know. It shouldn't even be possible for the media to find out exactly. until the that player. Should. Like you're just a poorly. It wasn't even speculated. Oh, yeah. It was deal done. Speaking about that, Dakota, that brings me to another NHL topic. How about the NHL shooting themselves in the own foot? They just signed this deal with ESPN. Yeah. They get a prime time event, 
and then leaks come and tweet out the entire roster for Seattle hours before the expansion <laughs> draft. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, it's just another thing that, like, how is this even possible? It's how only you, if the you're NHL. the NHL, how do you let people leak that? How only do you let the how, NHL like, can do it? Actually, like, to be like, fair, though, that might not be him. That might not be them. That might be more of the Kraken ownership or whoever. Uh, so I can't necessarily blame the NHL you, entirely. I don't it, know. Would make, it would also make no sense for Seattle to leak it. But, I mean, if they didn't want, like, plan, like, if they didn't purposely leak it or something like that. You know what I mean? No, obviously, I, they did not purposely leak it, but they should So, have. I'm not going to straight up blame the NHL for this. 100%, the NHL and the Kraken should have crack down on me <laughs> well they yeah should have said, what a great name by the way i'm, I'm very excited for the crack way better than the guardians i know we're, we i we didn't talk about that at all awful name the guardians you don't like the fact yeah. that they're named after statues next to a highway it's so bad it's so bad it's I, very I, Cleveland. Found out I think name, it's perfect i was like very Cleveland. Why? Because it's a shitty. It's perfect for Cleveland. Yeah, True. it's perfect for Cleveland Logo. because it's the equivalent of a lake that's on fire. <laughs> Logo's bad. The worst name is bad, and the reasoning is beyond bad as well. So the whole thing is. Just, uh, I'll, all right. Well, I'll disagree with you there, but it's not as good as the Washington football team. So nothing else. They should have been yeah. the Cleveland baseball, baseball team. Hundred percent. Cleveland done. baseball team, and I want the Washington football team. By the way, they're in talks about. Getting a new 20, name they're announcing it next year. Yeah, next they, year. They're actually they, doing their process, their time, and their diligence. Unlike, unlike the Guardians, who took, what, like four months to get a whole new brand out. Did they announce <laughs> that the Washington football team is not in the running for the name of the Washington football team? Because I still believe that it should be that. I think they're oh, just going to do I, I think they just want to do everything to keep their colors. I don't really think they care too much about their name. They to need to keep it. I will start a – a, um, I will go door to door and tell. I we need <laughs> we need this to be the Washington football team. It's yeah, I really like what their uniforms have been since then. Yeah, like the numbers yeah. on the side of the helmets. I think yep. that's pretty cool. It's like yeah, they it look like an old. Like, it's a good team, brand, but like with a new brand. Yeah. Like it's a new it brand, a like brand, an old timey yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah. All right, real quick before we move on, one more NHL topic. Anyone following the Evander Kane news that came out yesterday or the day before? Yeah, it's interesting that uh that leagues and not just not just the NHL but leagues still care more about sports gambling than say domestic assault or rape yeah. or anything that else fair. that is an actual serious issue yeah that we talk about it's sports gambling that is the we highest yeah i didn't even think league. about it that way but you're so right that like within hours of the instagram post being made by vander kane's ex wife i guess now uh, they're, they're saying like, yeah, going to have immediate investigation. We're going to look into this. If it, if it was something else personal, like the laundry list of stuff you just put out, Logan, of domestic violence, the league would be silent for days or weeks. Well, they were they silent for what's it. his name on the Blackhawks. Yes, for, I, yeah. we were just literally talking about the Blackhawks organization. That is also a mess. Yes. Like a yes. big time mess. And it's not just the NHL. I will and, make that clear. It's not yeah. just the NHL. Correct. All right. But it's just still ridiculous. This time where, you know, leagues themselves are making money off of sports gambling. They have a team in Las Vegas, and they still care more about sports gambling, about stopping that, than 
all of these other issues that are a lot more serious. I'm not going to say betting and throwing games is messed up and wrong and shouldn't be punished. It should. But to sit here and, and, and be like, and to go, oh, domestic assault. All right, we'll, we'll wait. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. He's a good player. But then at sports games, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He put his own money on the line. We got to go. We got to get this down. Yep. We got to shut this down right away. All right, Logan, you want to give us a, a quick update on the status of Robert Morris hockey while we're talking hockey? Yes, yeah, so they um, – for those of you that have been following it, they had – the deadline was the 31st, and um, they did not meet the amount of donations on the deadline because at least – I don't know if there was ever an announcement, but they're still accepting donations, so I'm going to assume that they didn't meet the deadline um, with it being the first. And – I know Robert Morris said they reached out to the NCAA to see if they can expand their deadline of putting a hockey team back out there. So I guess my question is just point blank percentage of chance that Robert Morris has hockey next year. Next year or this fall? Like I think this coming. This fall. 10. What about you, Spencer? 25. Wow, Spencer's a little bit more positive. Yeah. I think I think, I think zero. I don't think they're going to have it next fall at all at this point. Um, whether or not the programs get reinstated, again, I don't think it will happen much soon, but I think it will, can very well happen down the line, and I'm still hopeful for it. Um, and I do got to say, I have a lot of respect for Derek Schooley and how he's been handling because he's out there running. He's, he's donating his own money. And he's, he's out there encouraging people to donate and advocating for it when this man was completely screwed over. <laughs> so yeah, truly I have a lot of respect for, for how he has handled it. Because if I was him, I would have just, just said F you Robert Morris taking the first job that I could get and just not looking back. But I have a yeah. lot of respect for how he's handled it and how he's just trying to get back this program that he completely built. Um, moving on to, we the talk Olympics. real quick, real quick. Oh, yeah, we ahead, talk right. about the emotions of Derek Schooley, but he really does love Robert Morris hockey and honestly, Robert Morris as a whole. Uh, it's amazing what he's done for that organization, what he'll continue to try and do for that school. Again, a lot of respect because yeah. I would have point blank said, Robert Morris, after you, you know, you told me hours before you canceled the program that we didn't have money. And now you're telling me that you might be able to bring me back. So the only way I'm going to come back is if you promise me a new arena. <laughs> That's 100% what <laughs> I would have said. And I would have been, if you don't promise me a new arena, I don't know. Then you know what? Find somebody else. Keep dealing with this bad PR stunt. I'm out of here. I think he knows that he still doesn't have any leverage really over the university, unfortunately. He doesn't have any leverage over the university, but I think he has a leverage to find a job elsewhere. What, I mean, what's the university have to lose? They already canceled the program. Well, if, the, if they lose, if they don't have Schooley coming back, then bringing back the hockey programs is going to look even worse because they'll be bringing it back with a head coach, with a completely different head coach. It would be even more of a completely different program, which means it'd be even more likely to fail after this bad PR stunt. Having Schooley come back at least makes it seem like a consistent transition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. It makes it more, I, I just it don't think, more I think the university has shown they don't care regardless of what happens here. So, All right, moving on, moving on. 
I would have I would have immediately bolted. We don't need to dive too deep into the Olympics. I think Logan has already made his thoughts known. Uh, but the ratings are way down, and it's led to some question. NBC is a, is apparently going to be in talks with some of the top advertisers to uh, either reimburse them for some of the investment in commercials during the Olympics or offer them free advertisements during some of the big NFL games this season. They invested $8 billion to secure the rights for the next decade of the Olympics. People are starting to question that. Uh, some people are pointing to the fact that there's a 12-hour time difference, so it doesn't really lend well to primetime programming in the U.S. the way that the games in Rio did in 2016. And then obviously just the decline of TV overall uh, uh, contributes yeah. to the decline in ratings. But it just doesn't seem like anyone is really grasping on to these uh, storylines. There's been some bad luck with it being the basket, uh, men's basketball and then the women's soccer team yeah, how both failing. How so pathetic like, of that for both of them. How pathetic. If those teams were making runs for gold medals, then the ratings you would be knew higher. Right? It was coming. You could see it in the water that basketball was catching up to the United States. And it's been catching it's not up. not caught up. It's just a mess. It's catching up to. The There's United not a States. single team that has nearly as many as nearly as much talent as because the, as the, the US game is played differently in the Olympics versus the NBA. Spencer, there's no excuse for the U.S. to ever lose. A I'm game not saying there's an excuse. I'm saying the game is played differently, and they don't realize that, and they can't. They're not able to. Uh, they yeah, haven't it's, adjusted. It's pathetic to that. on them. I don't think it's basketball coming up. I think it's just pathetic on them. Again, it's a mixture of both. I just said, but again. I'm not going to argue with that. There's no reason the U.S. basketball team should ever lose. There's no I reason. I mean, because they don't the realize women's soccer it. team's different. But, again, we've talked about this before, that women's sports is a lot better here than it is elsewhere. So they should still, you know, go out there and win easily win the gold. Now, I'm not totally, I'm not totally familiar with where they're at right now in the Olympics. Um. Go to what's that update real quick on that the yeah. women's soccer team? I have no idea. Wow, no idea. <laughs> because our credibility. You were the one that put the topic in here. So, so let me get this straight. No, you guys no, said the topic was, hot... was just. Oh, hold, on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So you guys said it was a hot take. They're in the semifinal said, tomorrow. When I said at the beginning, I said at the beginning that who cares about the Olympics? And you're like, oh, it's such a hot take. And now you're telling me you don't know shit <laughs> because I'm assuming you haven't been watching. Here, here's something. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's to a, clarify, a the reason I put it on there is reasons why the ratings are down. The early struggles of basketball and the women's soccer team is a possible reason. Sorry, go ahead, Spencer. Here's the th okay. Are we going to finally get into our topic about women's or, uh, Olympics as a whole? Um, sure. Like I said, uh, I, snarky snarkiness from Spencer Witt. Are I didn't mean it like that. to get into this. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, are we actually, are, I don't want I want to break away from just specifically basketball and soccer and go to the other sense of, I like the Olympics because of, I, I get to watch the sports that I don't really watch that often. I personally basketball in the Olympics, soccer in the Olympics, tennis in the Olympics, golf in the Olympics. They don't interest me as much as volleyball. Uh, we'll go to the, even say in the Winter Olympics. Hockey's the only one I think oh, really interests yeah. me. Uh, but really? No, like to me, the big I like comparison hockey. is the Winter Olympics. Every sport has some level of excitement to it. Because Literally every single sport. Yes. That's the yes. thing. We're not invested in those sports as a whole 
throughout the season. We never watch these like figure skating or Correct. curling or bobsled or and, um, and honestly hockey for most Americans. Yeah, that's also true. And I think that's why I like the Olympics is that you get to watch the sports that you don't necessarily see that often. And the sports that we see frequently, which again are more in the summer, I don't really like watching. So I do agree with your take, Logan, to an extent. That's what I was getting at. And the reason that we don't get to see these sports is because a lot of them just aren't that interesting to watch more than once. <laughs> Logan, I will genuinely drive over to your house. If you're you telling me, back, you're telling me if swimming was nationally broadcast throughout oh, I the think, entire year, you would watch it in the entire no, year. Of all the sports you could have picked, Logan, I think there's better ones. Like swimming is the, the pinnacle of the Summer Olympics. That's and, why I picked polls it. the highest it's, ratings. It's the pinnacle and pulls the highest ratings. And you know damn well that if it was broadcast year-round, you wouldn't watch oh, it year-round. Wait, wait, let me ask this question, Logan. <laughs> That's why probably true. You, yes, but I'm saying that's why I like the Olympics because every four years you get to watch these sports. Sure, I don't want to watch them every week other than like volleyball. Yeah, so every but, the Olympics are great because every four years they shove down the sports we don't give a crap about. Down but our I just said <laughs> I care about them at this point. I don't want to care about them every week. That's why I like them because I get them in spurts. That's my argument. <laughs> All right. All right. To close out the Olympics discussion, a lot of coverage of Simone Biles dropping out of almost all of her events. I think there's one more that she may compete in, but deciding in Tokyo that she would not compete in these events uh, for her mental health. We already did a deep dive in the last episode or episode before that on Naomi Osaka. Very similar storyline here, only this one doesn't seem to be as much about involvement with the media. Is there any takeaway that is this going to become a bigger storyline? Do you think in sports overall that athletes, whether it's because of the media or other reasons, deciding that it's not worth competing or the stress of competing is so high that they drop out of their events? It's, it's different. So yes, I, I was I was actually going to bring this topic up earlier when you mentioned um, that Staggerwall wasn't in the in the in the. <laughs> Best All right. off one. I'm interested no, to see had, how you're going to bring this tweet. full circle. You had a good tweet about it. So that's a first. That's, well, the one thing that's been interesting about me about Simone, Simone Biles, I've seen a lot of conservatives jump on her side, and this doesn't seem like something that conservatives would be jumping on her side. That for. is true. I have as well. But so for Steige in particular said that there's a difference between like like it's, it's if she messes up, if she's not in the right headspace and she messes up, it could be life-threatening for her. If somebody – there, people are saying, like, what if, if Michael Jordan sat out in the finals? If Michael Jordan wasn't in the right headspace for basketball, he's not going to be putting himself in a life-threatening situation. So, so gymnastics is a dangerous sport if you're telling your body to go one way and it's going the other way. <laughs> like what reportedly was happening with Simone Biles. So in my personal opinion, now I agree with, if she wasn't a hundred percent and if she feels the team is better without her and she, she proved that when she did underperform in the actual Olympics, then yeah. Her sitting out is fine, and I'm fine with it, and I'm glad she's spoken up about it. Now, am I not going to sit here and pretend this doesn't seem like it's out of character for her to just be worried about the attention for somebody that's been 
dominating this sport for years. It is out of character, but I'm not going to deny that it's not true. And I'm not going to say she's a coward for, for sitting out the Olympics or anything like that, because yeah, it's it, this her, she's doing a dangerous sport. This isn't simply like choking and losing, you know, if she messes up, she could get seriously injured, you know, to the point where, you know, she could, she, I mean, you look back to the, the Olympics in 98, people are bringing up that example of um, the, well, I'm doing horrible with names right now, um, but she competed with a, a messed up ankle. All right. She still went out there. She competed with the messed up ankle and she won the gold, but that was also her last ever Olympics because her body was never the same ever again. I'm trying to think of the name. I can't think of it right now at the top of my head. But, yeah, that was the case. So with a sport like this, you know, you think about some other Olympic sports like luge or, or snowboarding. Like some of these are dangerous sports where, like, yeah, if you're not in the right head state, it's not that you're going to cost the team a win. It's that you could potentially cost them your life. <laughs> you can potentially cost your life. So in that case, yes, I understand. Now, at the same time, you know, there's a lot of – what I thought was interesting is that it was – there's a lot of support for Simone Biles. And I think an interesting discussion that should be ha have if this was, say, a big male athlete, if this was, say, Michael Phelps, would the reaction have been the same? With a general reaction, have still been, oh my God, he's so worried about. I hope because he gets the mental health he need instead of, you know, he should be out there competing. He's a choke artist. You know, it goes back to the stigma around mental health issues in males and females. You know, it's the reason why the the suicide rates is a ten times higher in in young men than it is in young women. You know, it's more open for them to talk about it. So I'm, I'm happy that Simone Biles is out and I hope that this, you know, it, at very least does not, I don't, I don't, I mean, I would, I hope people, you know, can get into the right mindset that they can compete at a championship level, Dakota. So in that case, I hope people don't start bowing out, but I do hope that both men and women who have these issues are more, and they're big spotlights, they're big celebrities, they're the best of their sports or at the very least, open to talk about this and as a society they're treated with the same type of respect that Simone Biles was for most people yeah that was very well said I think that I in like Pittsburgh history what can we relate this to to me what pops in the head is if Pedro Alvarez struggles what happened now in 2021 it would not be handled the same way in the media or by the fan base as it was at the time right like a guy like that who's clearly struggling mentally and sees a, a decline in his athletic performance because of mental concerns see, or, I, or stresses see, weighing thing. on it, him. It goes back to the, the men and the female thing, because yeah, I remember yeah. earlier this year, you know, you could, we were talking about this with Mitch Keller. Yeah, that's true. Where a lot of his stuff was confidence. And we were wondering, even, even my, my, me, myself was doing this was wondering if he was mentally ready to be, if he did, if, if he should be in the majors and criticizing for not being mentally ready. So that's still, I still don't know if it, again, I don't, it's in, it, I think because it's, there's less of a stigma for a female to be open about this 
as to why Biles got a lot more support than she would have from the media, from certain people in the media. You know, where if, if LeBron sat out in the finals, LeBron would be crucified because of mental health would be crucified. And again, it is different with like, you know, like I said, with Styrolds, it is a lot more different with gymnastics, which could be a life-threatening sport, you know, as opposed to basketball, where if you go out in the wrong head, wrong headspace, you know, you're not going to be putting your life on the line like you are in gymnastics, you know? But still. Right. It was Carrie, Carrie Strug in 96, by the way. Carrie Strug. Thank you. Thank you for looking that up. Yeah. Carrie Strug. He did it with the broken ankle with, uh, and so she had an abusive an abusive coach and a abusive doctor with her when she did that too kind of messed up but still it's i don't know i don't know if i don't know if it'd be treated differently i don't know i think i i think there's there'd be a section that would treat it differently but Again, just to look back at Mitch Keller, there were a lot of people that were talking about him being having confidence issues, him not being mentally ready. So a lot of that stuff I still think goes on um, in sports as opposed to allowing athletes to be open about their mental health issues. Yep. Uh, all right. I think we can skip down to – our, uh, our little big league topic to close out this show. Spencer, I, I don't know how I'd forgotten this, but you had never seen little big league, despite the constant references in this podcast and in the, the previous sports with Carney podcast, how was this possible? And what is your review after finally seeing this uh, pinnacle of theater? That is correct. Yeah, I'd never seen it. Honestly, it was pretty funny. I, I will admit, I, I did enjoy it better, more than I expected. Um, one of my favorite parts was where they're talking, his, him and his friends are talking about originally first starting to manage the big league or manage a team. And he's like, and his friend goes, how bad can it be? It's the AL. They have a DH. And I <laughs> love that line so much. One of my favorite lines. But yeah, it was it was good. It's just something that I don't know. I just I never got around to seeing and I never saw it as a kid. And I had no really honestly without all due respect. If I hadn't like been on this show or talked to you guys so often, I would have probably never watched it cuz I just didn't have any interest. Well, thank God we put you on the right track. <laughs> I mean, I watched I always got that movie and <sighs> Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I've also never seen that kid. entire movie. I know the ending, though. I have seen that, but I've never seen the entire oh, movie. Oh, it turns out it's his mom's glove. They're both just typical kids' movies. I mean, they're... they're yeah, I mean... Know, if it was my first time watching either of those movies as an adult, I probably would not have liked it, you know? <laughs> but I liked it when I was a kid. They're kind of ridiculous concepts, which is what makes it kind of fun. All right. So, on a similar topic, before we go, I watched Space Jam 2. Oh, what yeah, was, yeah. What's, uh, what's your uh, opinion How on that? How was it? Oh my God, was it bad? Oh, was it bad? Like, I haven't I seen it yet. So, so it's first of all, it's 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 long. Like, it's not a short movie. You know, I don't know who wants to make a long kids movie because kids don't have attention spans. So, it's it's like two hours long, and then it's basically a commercial for Warner Brothers. I heard that, but like they they put in and everyone's and then there are people that are like, oh. Well, you you don't just don't like it because you're an adult. Well, like they're putting in references to Game of Thrones and, and Casablanca. 
in the movie. I don't think kids are going to like a reference to Casablanca. Right. I don't think they're going to know what the hell is going on. You know? And then the game itself, they didn't even play basketball. They played a video game version of basketball that LeBron's in-movie son made. Which is the most 2021 thing you could it ever is, do. It is, but nobody knows what the hell is going on because shots are worth 10,000 points because if they do a little spin while they go up for the dunk. <laughs> so you don't know if it's actually – if there's, like, stakes or anything like that. And then on top of that, they, had a, they, they tried to make some deep plot – and meaning to a movie that should just be LeBron and Bugs Bunny throwing up alley-oops. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't need this deep plot that stretches out the movie, makes it very confusing and convoluted. <laughs> Instead, I just want to see Bugs Bunny, I just want to see LeBron James stretch at half court and dunk it like Michael Jordan did in the first one, and Bugs Bunny do some alley-oops with Lola Bunny. I mean, I don't understand. And then, and then why do they need to cast celebrities to voice these iconic characters? Like, they casted Zendaya. And don't get me wrong, I like Zendaya. But they casted her to do Lola Bunny. Like, who's going to see a movie? Like, like Because they, they did the same shit with the Scooby-Doo movie, where they casted, like, Zac Efron. And I'm like, nobody's going to go and see, like, an anime, a Scooby-Doo movie just because Zac Efron is voicing one of the characters. They're going to go see it regardless because it's Scooby-Doo. They don't need some celebrity voicing the characters, changing the voice of these characters that have had the same voice for, you know, decades. Was it just Zendaya, That's though? Fair. Because I don't want to get, like, I don't want to... Zendaya was the only one that didn't sound... Lola Bunny was the only only character that did not sound similar to how she was. And, and, and she did not sound like Lola Bunny. I mean, I don't want to get into, like, my, my Space Jam or my uh, Warner Brothers knowledge, but, like, Lola Bunny's voice, in theory, though, has changed due to different actors. And, like, you, everybody knows the iconic Bugs Bunny voice and the iconic Daffy Duck voice, but Lola Bunny's hasn't necessarily been consistent. So I'm not against that, per se. But, again, yeah, they did the same shit with Scooby-Doo, and that's, that won't piss me off more. Because... <laughs> They actually, they only, so the only voice actor they brought back in that Scooby-Doo movie was the guy that did, um, the guy that does Fred. But instead of having him do Fred, they had him do the voice of Scooby-Doo. So they brought him back, but they didn't have him voice his guy. So like, what the fuck's even the point yeah. of, of, of bringing him back? Like, you don't need to, to, to put these big names on a movie poster for Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo. It's the Looney Tunes. We don't need celebrities and voicing them. And it's nothing against Zendaya. I think she's a great person and a great actress. But I don't, uh, like, it just, it was just weird. Because it's her voice did not really look like the character. And that's just weird to me. You know, when you're watching an animated movie like that, and you've gotten used to a certain voice from these characters, and then all of a sudden you're trying to put a new voice into it. But yeah, the movie was horrible. Um two stars maybe wow maybe two stars oh, i'm still gonna watch it half. i mean yeah. watch it yeah know, it so to answer the the last question you have on the rundown here to close this out what is like a popular sports movie that you have never seen to answer the first part of that i've never seen the original space jam what wow but second hey, part hold on, have you're... no interest in seeing i do have an interest in seeing it so that's not my answer to this yeah, I was question gonna say, you're complaining about 
how he's never seen little big league and you've never seen. I will say this though. When I wrote that question, it didn't necessarily, at least a popular movie that you have no interest in seeing didn't have to be sports, but like, obviously you said space jam is a popular sports movie you haven't seen. Like I'll give my example. I have zero interest in seeing the Godfather. Zero interest. I just don't care. Like people are like, it's the greatest movie ever. And I'm like, sure. But I just don't care. You know, I kind of had that, that feeling. And then I just watched it one day and I was like, I'm glad I did this. Everyone was right. Yeah. It's a good movie. Second one's better, but it's still a good movie. It, It insists upon itself. Okay, you're just quoting Family Guy. I knew I you love were that. I love Guy. that, though. That is such a great... <laughs> that is such a great clip from Family Guy. But, yeah, that was... You didn't even see it. the ending. How can, you say, how can you say you didn't like it if you didn't even see the ending? I, I, I tried it, like, three times. Just could not get to it. <laughs> I did not like the God... <laughs> right about to die. I did not like the Godfather. <laughs> Send that clip to Dakota. Popular sports... I don't know. I've seen a lot of movies. and I And if I haven't seen it, I'd probably pretend that I've seen it just like so the <laughs> conversation. I'm one of those people. Um, now, sports movie that I have no interest in seeing. I've never seen Angels in the Outfield. The original? I've seen that the one. The original. The original was in the 60s. Yeah. I, maybe I have actually seen the original. Fun one. fact Do you know what team was the original team from Angels in the Outfield? No. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Really? Yeah. There were no angels then. The Pittsburgh Pirates were the original team used in uh in the Angels in the Outfield in like the sixties. There was also nobody playing the Angels. They were like ghosts. So I don't even know if they were actual angels or if it was supposed to be some metaphor of we think there is, so we're gonna start playing better now because we think we're more confident, blah 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 blah. You know? Like like I think didn't Matthew McConaughey play the Angel in the Disney the Disney remake? I honestly don't remember. I can't remember. All right. Well, while you think of your answer here, Logan, my answer to movie in general that I have no interest in seeing is really any Marvel movie. Yes. Like, oh, that's literally that's, any of them. My fa- my friends get genuinely angry when I tell them that I just don't care about Marvel or DC or Super. Like when the world was going crazy over what was like the pinnacle movie? Avengers. Yeah. Endgame. It's just Endgame, yeah. I just, no. Haven't seen any of them and really no desire to. Superhero movies never, like, interested me as much as, like, yeah. action or comedy or, like, drama. Like, it never... Logan, is your official position you've just seen every popular movie? I mean, I'm going to look up most popular movies. <laughs> if I haven't seen it, the pr- then chances are I've pretended to have seen it. Oh, right, oh, I got it. Oh, okay. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Any Fast and Furious movie after Fast Five. Actually, no, I kind of want to change that because they are kind of dumb violent. I uh, would say. I wouldn't mind. That. I wouldn't mind just going for the dumb violence. Hold on. Let me see. Most popular movies of all time. Let's see here. Here we go. Top 100 movies of all time. Let's, I'll, just, I'll just pull up the first one on this list. That I have no interest in seeing. Have we hit two hours in this podcast yet? We're real we close. This is the end. Yeah, this, this is the final. So sorry <laughs> to anyone who has gotten this far. I God bless you. As soon as Logan hits a movie that he hasn't seen that he doesn't want to see on this list, well, it starts at the bottom. And I also want to do one that people now would know. Like I'm not going to pick Bonnie and Clyde. Like, right. that, that's from right. the '60s. Like. 
Yeah. There's probably a lot of people right now that don't want to see it. Right. Let's go all the way to the top. 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 While Logan searches, uh, I just looked up the uh, the Pittsburgh City paper, Best of Pittsburgh. The voting goes until September 29th, so we have time in our next we episode to go through time. go through the ballots and the uh, and eventually talk about the winners. And then, yeah, we will we'll get that on our next episode. The Pirates will continue rolling through their season. Steelers will be closer to starting in our next episode. Is there any news on when the NHL season is going to start? I believe it's as expected. On time. I believe that's what it was. Oh, I got a good one. I don't know if I watched it as a kid, though. I've definitely seen scenes from it. Can I still say it? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. The Wizard of Oz. What? That's a, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. I'm glad you – That's a I good answer. No I was honestly going to say that as a joke, but – I assumed you had seen it. I can't believe that, I, Logan. I feel like I probably have as a kid. I've definitely I've seen a play. I mean, I it is an investment. It is a long movie. It is a long And I don't movie. know that like when it finishes, you you feel anything other than like, yeah, I just watched The Wizard of Oz. But I know, it's such story, a historical everybody knows thing. the story. I've seen the so I actually love the Muppets version. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really care to see the real that, version. That's all you need. Because the Muppets version's great. I it's mean, like, to be uh, fair, that's they, the truth for a lot of things. They did a the the nut they did a version of the nutcracker of um with uh Tom and Jerry. And I think it's more interesting than the actual nutcracker ballet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I Listen, think it's hilarious. Everybody knows the greatest Christmas carol is a Muppets Christmas carol, and I will fight anyone on that. I've never seen any See, of the I Muppets movies. I the animated one that came you've out. Never, like, wait, wait. You've never seen any ago. of the Muppets movies? No. Oh, you got to watch at least a couple of the Muppets movies. The regular, right. the original Muppets. Dude, you got to watch the, the Muppets show on YouTube. Still hilarious to this day. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen the Muppets show on Disney+. Like the original? Or the original, man? yes. The Swedish original Muppets show. Swedish Chef is my dude. I love <laughs> Swedish Chef. <laughs> if you've seen the original show, then you would like the original movies. All right, I'll check them out. No, the it's Muppet, not as the Muppet, uh, not as like time related when it comes to like jokes, but other than that, it's pretty good. The Muppet, um, what's it called? The Muppet. What were you we just saying? The Muppet Wizard of Oz is great. I've definitely right. seen that, that. That'll be my first Muppets movie. I definitely read the then. book, The Wizard oh, of Oz. God. I definitely read the book as a kid. I've definitely really? seen the musical. Really, I don't think I've even read that. Yeah, all of that, and I have no interest to sit down and watch the full movie. It's a good answer, though. I've seen everything. I've seen parts of the movie. I've, I know the whole plot. You know, I know all the characters. I know everything about it. I've read the book. I've seen the Muppets version. I've seen the musical. No interest to sit down and watch the well, actual Well, if anyone could, who is anyone who has not seen The Wizard of Oz, they could have spent this time listening to this entire podcast watching that, but instead they chose to listen to us. Yes, and that the bell tolling just, behind Spencer is the indication we've hit two hours and it's time to end. Well, just like at the end, just like at the end of The Wizard of Oz when they feel like they found the wizard. <laughs> it's disappointment that it's just nothing but us. <laughs> That's all that's here. <laughs> Pull back the curtain, it's just it's, all disappointment. It's just us. You just wasted two hours. Congratulations, people. Well, that's our episode. I'm we're really selling it. You know, the audience keeps growing. <laughs> we're real thrilled with the product we're putting out here. We will catch you in the next episode of Pittsburgh Made for Logan Carney and Spencer Witt. I'm Dakota Lamb. We'll have more on 
Well, the Olympics will be Spencer over. Spencer never said his movie, by the way. Just saying. I said the yes, Godfather. he did. Yeah, the Godfather. Oh, that's right, the Godfather. That's right, you did. I We're thought good. you just quoted. We cover the movies. That. Next time we cover the Pittsburgh City paper makes its triumphant return to Pittsburgh. Made. We'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah, good luck, DK. <laughs> <laughs>